This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Purdy operating out of the gun. Every play on this drive has been a run until this throw, and it's Debo Samuel! Touchdown, San Francisco! Brock Purdy! Perfect! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Well, we know that that, uh, that highlight was not from Christmas night. It says Brock Purdy, perfect. That would not be from the Ravens game. But listen, Brock Purdy had a great season. The great Iron Eagle on the call. Did I mention that we have uh, Kevin Harlan scheduled to join us coming up in 20 minutes? I hope that this can happen. Kevin is like in transit to Kansas City to call the game tomorrow night with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I hope this happens. It would be absolutely sensational. I believe, I believe he did Suns-Lakers last night, if I'm not mistaken. Because uh, I, I had I heard a, he told an anecdote on whatever the last game he called is. I think it was that one last night. And uh, that I like never... I never knew. I don't. It's it's not something I would bring up in the interview because it's like so. It's like really, really bizarre. Like what he is has it? a he has a he has a peanut allergy, like a really oh, bad one. And he told this story about That's being so in Weebelos, man. That's which scary, is like, dude. Which is so he he was in like Cub Scouts, like the first year of Cub Scouts, and he was on like a trip with his like troop to watch the St. Louis Cardinals play a baseball game and ate Cracker Jacks, not knowing there were peanuts in them, and like I basically was like didn't totally explain the physics of what happened but implied it was like crazy and uh, reggie who always does the game with him now was basically just like i never knew that like that's crazy and or no it wasn't that he never knew that he didn't know that story but he brought it up because he's like i've seen you when you have peanuts and it's like scare it's like crazy like they spent like 20 minutes on it on the game it was actually fascinating that that, that stuff is like truly scary yeah. when someone has an allergy like that and, allergy like they stuff. eat something unknowingly yeah. like um i think and obviously the most famous um incident that's ever occurred in, in like in that in that in that vein in like the history of the world is Pierce Brosnan and Mrs. Doubtfire with the uh, with the shrimp with the cayenne pepper. Yeah. It's a good example. Help is on the it's way, dear movies like thirty years old now. You ever just like quote you just quote movies sometimes. I do this all the time and I just go Oh, nobody gets that anymore. That's from like forty oh, years man. ago. <laughs> that's okay. it's I, just, uh, I can't tell you like does does that could that movie make you cry? the end of the movie no i i'm i'm like a crier in movies a lot uh that one that was just like that one didn't do it as much as like some of the other ones i, I think was expecting I cried, I saw, like the first time i saw it when i was like 10 i think i cried when i saw it like at I the end with him I and his did. kids yeah no i mean like it's like it's you know uh pulls at the heartstrings 
but I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's some of them are sometimes the, the movies that I think are going to get me to cry. Like they don't. And then like, uh, yeah, Cranberry scene, like, uh, Coco, like the Pixar movie. I didn't go into that thinking anything. And like the last 30 <laughs> minutes, I'm just sobbing my eyes out down here in the downstairs. It's like, Oh my God. Like what's, and I, so I went to go see uh, iron claw on Wednesday and, uh, which is like, uh, like a film about like a re- wrestling family. Nick knows the entire it's, story, but for people who don't, it's know, about the, yeah. the Von Erichs, like a wrestling tragedy, a family in the end, yeah. and one of one of the brothers, Kevin, like left left the industry, and it's like and like right. basically like broke the cycle of this family. It's a terrible story right. of what happened to yeah. the family. So it's 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 the movie is about the relationship between like the dad who's overbearing and the four brothers and like the tragedies that befall them. And I had heard that 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 like some of the scenes in that movie, I was like I'm, I was going in just like hold on for dear life like i'm definitely i'm gonna lose it at some point during this movie didn't really happen that was not just just wasn't that just wasn't that kind of like i mean i guess it was that kind of movie but it wasn't you didn't get that scene that was just like oh my god like i'm gonna lose it just didn't happen pretty good movie though like I, it was not a 10 out of 10 but i would recommend people go see it and for people that like the texas tornado uh is probably the most right. famous most one famous because he was one. in wwf yeah the, the yeah. texas uh, carrie von eric uh he, he died very young, unfortunately. Like a lot of this, it's it, all a lot of that is really sad. Uh, anyway, uh, help is on the way, dear. Always makes me laugh. Uh, and then I don't know how we got onto that. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, we have the Super Bowl fire winner fire. in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I cried when I was like ten when I saw that movie. I think I was like in tears at the end of the movie. I remember yeah. New Year's Eve? Exactly. We saw it, nineteen ninety three. So I was like, I was ten. Yeah. Um, it's official, by the way. Not officially official, but Pete Thamel of ESPN reporting that Kalen DeBoer is going to be the next head coach at uh, at Alabama. Um, I kind of gave like a half-baked betting take, which is like, hey, I'm going to bet this game and bet this team in games I don't know about yet in 10 months. Uh, <laughs> any quick thoughts here and then we can talk to, then we can talk about Super. Yeah, here's here's my actionable information. Bet Alabama in a game where we don't know who like who's playing on their team and who the opponent is right. in 10 months. It's going to be great. Right. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on DeBoer for you? Then if not, we can just uh, we can go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, why don't we, why don't we do Super Bowl? I'll just uh, when we get around to next summer and talk about like what teams are going to be good. I, it just the playoff era is going to be really interesting. It'd be totally different. It's going to be we're going to have a much more of a conversation about that, like we will about the NCAA basketball tournament coming up in you know a month and a half, two months. Just about like when so many teams are allowed in. Crazy stuff's going to happen sometimes. College football hasn't has never had a system like that. We there haven't been enough teams in and enough games to have crazy things. The champion has always been incredibly predictable. Uh, that'll probably stop happening. Also, the tra- the way the transfer portal works, like we could talk about that too. I think some teams are going to play playoff games with guys out, with guys like in the portal, which is going to be pretty nuts. And they probably need to fix that, and it'll probably happen the first year. No, oh, God, that's like, I'm getting like Ajuna just thinking about that. Or maybe it's the chili I had before the show. It was delicious, mm. by the way. Uh, all right, so Ken Barkley, fresh off, uh, like a literal three-plus months of telling people on the show that Michigan was the most like, not not like they were guaranteed to win, but the most likely team to win the national championship, and then they won the national championship. So, Ken, let's try and apply. When I say let's, I mean you. Like, you try to apply, please, for us. Uh <laughs> To be honest, uh, the most likely what? team to win. What? Hey, buddy, let's do this How's together, that? or yeah. or you do it. Uh, most likely team to win the Super Bowl this year. It, sure. What I can provide is the Super Bowl market, courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Niners, the favorite, plus two twenty-five. Ravens, plus three twenty-five. People are like, oh well, Baltimore beat them. Well, if they play to get in the Super Bowl and everyone's healthy, San Francisco will be favored. Uh, Buffalo, also, plus six fifty. 
like no, Baltimore's so AFC championship opponent is going to be Buffalo or Kansas City, and San Francisco is going to get Dallas or someone even worse, and they're more likely to win. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo plus 650, Dallas plus 750, KC 10, Miami 16, Philly 18, Detroit 20, Cleveland 30, Houston and the Rams both at 50. And then we get to like the real, like uh, we start scraping the barrel here. Tampa 66, Green Bay 80, and the Steelers <laughs> 100. And then and the Steelers 125, which matches the uh, the gusts of wind mile per hour on Sunday yeah. in Buffalo. That's, that was just funny. Like, and now we're really scraping the barrel. Tampa. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, <laughs> take guys. that bulls in your face. Uh, yeah, so this this one's always tougher than college. College, I, I feel like there is, like, even, like, a pretty widely known set of parameters. I see people, like, tweet, like, people that do work on this, even, like, reporters tweet stuff out, and I go, like, yeah, that's kind of it, and some other stuff, but, like, that's really kind of it, and it's, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's Michigan, you know, like, that's who it is, and it doesn't have, they don't have to win, but, man, they're the only one that makes sense, and in the NFL, it doesn't quite work that way. Too many teams make the tournament, and uh, we've had some, not crazy champions, but just, like, you know, it wasn't like the team that was the most dominant all season, like it is in college football all the time, where teams get hot. We've had wild card teams go on runs. Nick knows about some of those and go on to win Super Bowls. And just like it, it, it doesn't have to be the dominant team. It doesn't have to be the best team. Even that being said, uh, I, I, I usually use a, a data set that goes back to the 2001 Patriots um, because they were like the, the last completely insane champion where it's like, Okay, well, if they can win, any any team every year can win. Like, if they can win, that's Especially how if kind of cheat. unexpected. And, and the reason I bring them up is, like, I kind of start there because also they won because they cheated. And so, like, did they win? <laughs> so, like, do we use them as the profile? So I use every team since then. Uh, it's more than 20 years. It's good enough. And we'll have a crazy champion at some point in the future. Yeah, it could be this year. Yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe the Packers will win or something. It is always possible for all teams to win. But just like with Michigan, don't you kind of want to know who the Michigan is at least? Like, you know, the Washington is interesting too. I kind of like to know who the Michigan is. Um, so I kind of broke the teams into tiers for this. And I'll actually start by just doing like the teams that make absolutely no sense to me who like I would proceed with like their zeros to win the tournament, I think they have a 0% chance. Like, I'm proceeding that way. So in the NFC, that's actually... And so I use, like, a bunch of historical criteria, this season's performance, you know, all kinds of analytic stuff from this year, last few years. Like, there's a, you know, we don't have time to almost explain the process. But how about this? The process that gave you Michigan. How about that? Uh, in the NFC, the teams I would exclude immediately would be almost all of them. Uh, and this is... And I also want to say, this is not about making a deep run or winning your conference. Any of these teams can do that. Any of them. We've had terrible representatives in the Super Bowl sometimes for one of the conferences. Anybody can do it. Uh, anybody can win two games. That, that's not what we're saying. Win the last game. That's all this is. So don't be like, oh, well, like, that means only these teams can win the NFC. Every team can win the NFC. And then they'll lose to somebody in the Super Bowl if they make it and play like Buffalo or Kansas City or whatever. But in terms of winning the Super Bowl, uh, I would kick out Detroit, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, the Rams, and the Packers. I would kick them all out immediately. Uh, to me, they are all zeros. They all are incredibly flawed. If you were to actually rate all 14 teams, 
aside from like the no watt Steelers, these are like all the worst actually. Um, like they're all just terrible and uh, they all have a ton of red flags. They all have a ton of things that actually make no sense uh, to win the Super Bowl ever uh, in about 50 different ways. They're all completely zeros. So they're out. Uh, that's half the tournament. That's seven of the 14. Then I created a tier called insane, but I guess it has to be possible. Uh, and that's the Browns. And it's just, they should be a zero. They make no sense in so many ways. But if I view them as like, if the 2024 Cleveland Browns are actually just the last five weeks with Flacco and that's it, then I, I guess I can't kick them. But also nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> so it's also like would be the first time. That's why I say it's insane. And I don't think I'd ever bet on it, even at long prices. It just, it's still, I think, really unlikely to happen. But I can kind of see it happening. They their defense is the best in the tournament. It's and I guess it's close between them and Baltimore, but I, I have them rated as the best defense in the tournament. And so if that's true, and then it's Flacco, but he's only been there for a little bit. It can't be zero, I guess is just the right way to put it. And they could lose to Houston on Saturday. Like, I'm not even saying they're going to win the game. Just they have that ceiling that maybe the other uh, that the other seven teams that I kicked already uh, don't have. Oh, I didn't say in the AFC who the kickouts were. I did all five in the NFC. Houston and Pittsburgh are the two other teams that I kicked out. So in the NFC, Detroit, Philadelphia, Tampa, Rams, Green Bay. That's every team except San Francisco and Dallas. And then in the AFC, Houston and Pittsburgh uh, make no sense whatsoever. Cleveland is... They're floating out there. I don't know. I don't know what they are. Maybe they lose to Houston on Saturday. Um, so that's more than half the field. I think you can kind of like comfortably ignore and Cleveland you just kind of have it in the back of your head. So that leaves us here. You better you bet with Nick and Ken phenomenal football Friday with San Fran, Baltimore, Buffalo, Dallas, Kansas City, Miami, and then the insane team, Wacko for Flacco, the Cleveland Browns. All right, so how do we uh, how do we start paring down from here, Ken? Now that we've uh, we've we've trimmed the fat here, the uh, the excess fat. Right. So, and what you'll notice is, look, like the odds board kind of has this right, right? Like the, these are the teams rated most likely to win in some ways. That's correct, and uh, that's why Michigan is such a special occurrence when you only have one team and you can just jam them, and it's okay. Uh, that's not going to be the case here, especially because we're at the end of the season, and it, there was never really a point where there was only one team. Uh, there's only one team that fits every single historical criteria, everything, every test you run, they fit it, and they fit it easily, uh, and it's San Francisco. They're the only ones. So they're kind of in their own tier. They're check every box. They're fit comfortably in all tests. They're That's them. Uh, they're the favorite, but they're also the only one where I can say that that's true. Um, so San Francisco kind of exists in this like first tier by themselves. Uh, they would be the team to me that makes the most sense. They're the favorite in the market, but sometimes the favorite in the market doesn't make the most sense. You know, sometimes in all sports, like sometimes the favorite, uh, the Celtics are the favorite to win the NBA title. There will be no point during this entire season where they will make the most sense. They'll actually be, I would have like a half dozen teams more likely to win the title than the Celtics this year. It's just to give you an example of, it doesn't always work like the favorites, the most likely team uh, in the sort of the second tier. So I have two other tiers of teams and it'll contain the other five teams. Um, this, this tier I call, they fit the profile. It's just not a perfect fit. So it's just, you know, they're not San Francisco, basically, but they, if they won, it's kind of like ho-hum historically. They're, you know, they push the boundaries in some ways. They do some things that I don't particularly like for a champion. There are three teams in this tier, and that's Dallas, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Um, Kansas City obviously has problems on offense, which have been well-documented. Buffalo had a lot of issues on defense in the first half of the year. They have a couple other things that are tough to explain, like in a short amount of time, that dock them. Dallas, they're miserable on the road. Uh, I think only two Super Bowl champions the last 30 years have been under 500 on the road. That's them. 
Um, they got a lot of problems when they don't play at home. So they're they're fine. They got some problems. And then the last two, Miami and Baltimore, I have them in a tier called I Have Issues. Miami passes every test statistically, but they have no players left. So what do you do with them? If they won the Super Bowl, it would not be an outlier, but they have no players left. And then Baltimore has plenty of players, and they've been really good. Their problem is probably the one that we have to dig into a little bit more later. I'll just say, like, Definitely. I am very big on the Ravens not winning. I think that they are not likely to win the Super Bowl based on just the work that I've done. And that's that's kind of like a little bit of a departure, right? At least from the last couple of weeks where we were thinking, like, probably chalk in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like it's of the two big favorites in the conferences, I would view San Francisco as more likely to win their conference or more likely to win the Super Bowl, I should say. What was what was the name of your second tier? They fit the profile. It's just not perfect. I think we can workshop it. We can workshop that one. <laughs> how we'll about, work on it. That's how about your this? Job. Ready? How about this one? Ready? Okay. Tier two. Mm. Coming up next. Coming up Second next. Class. Hope, hopefully, the great Kevin Harlan will join us here on You Better, You Bet.